Finding this podcast magical? Why not toss a coin to your Witches and a Druid podcast through the Acast supporter feature? It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to show your support now. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome to Three Witches and a Druid Podcast. Canadian podcast about paganism in today's modern society. And now, Three Witches and a Druid Podcast presents Shenka. She's always been a lady, but we treat her like a whore. Taking, never giving till it's gone. Our greed is never ending, always wanting more. Never satisfied with what we've done. We throw away our garbage, we throw away our pain, we throw away our children, we throw away our shame, we sacrifice the future, but we never take the blame, Gaia cries. Gaia cries
one day when it's all gone and she's nothing left to give when we've left her drowning in her tears maybe when the time comes we will find a way to live turn to love and sacrifice the fear we throw away our garbage we throw away our pain we throw away our children we throw away our shame we sacrifice the future but we never take the blame Gaia cries Gaia cries Gaia cries Gaia Hello, and welcome back to Three Witches and a Druid, where we sit around enjoying some more lovely mead once again, and talk about our experiences as modern pagans. And we have had a question come in. Somebody was wondering about the differences in witchcraft. Now, we don't personally each have a lot of experience with it, you know, all the different paths, but we each have little bits of information I think we can share. I am Margot. And I am Maeve. Gwen. And I'm Brian. So yeah, we're drinking, what is this? Dunham's Run, Lily of the Pink, mead from New Brunswick, is that right? Yeah, it was from okay. New Brunswick, yeah. And I'm not a mead person, and it's not too bad. <laughs> and so that's saying something, I'm, I'm, it's, I'm enjoying it okay. I am a mead person, I really enjoy it. Yes. <laughs> yeah. uh, and then we also opened up Oh, we're all staying here tonight. Yeah. Uh, Island Honey Wine Company Lavender Mead from PEI. It's just 13.5. It's really hot. It's good thing you're getting to drive. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so differences in witchcraft. I'm not going to sit this conversation out, but I don't really know a whole lot. For most of you three, I could talk a little bit about podcasts I've listened to about American folklore witchcraft. Oh, I actually had a drink the other night with an individual who's writing a book on Acadian witchcraft. Oh, nifty. Yeah, and I, it's funny because I've talked to a couple of Acadian pagans and they're like, I don't think there's a lot of witchcraft like in our culture. I'm like, there has Very to be. Yes. yes. And so, yeah, I had beers with a, a druid who was actually writing a book on Acadian witchcraft. And like, she is a bit, I wouldn't say she's a master, but she, she knows quite a lot. And a lot of the times she'll reach out to people who she thinks knows more than her. She'd be like, yeah, uh, I want to know what you want, what you know. And she's like, oh, I had this really great person I follow on Tumblr. And she's like, oh, that's me. <laughs> so I thought it was kind of funny. But yeah, so I'm really excited for, uh, I, I might push and prod her a little too. Yes. I think, I think a lot of those, like the, the Acadian witchcraft, they would never call themselves witches. It's just sort of folk magic, a lot of it that's part of their culture. Agreed. I think, I think today they're comfortable saying yes. witches, millennials yeah. down. 
but originally as it came down it was, was uh, it was just a folk magic thing it was just a cultural practice it was a cultural like like appalachian or yeah, the pennsylvania dutch or pennsylvania dutch or even my great-grandmother who was you know cleaning the church every week for the service on sunday who was as good a christian as ever breathed was a gigantic witch well and, and if you would have said that to her she would have heart attack yeah well and that's it that was part of the conversation she she considers herself like a borderline christian witch mm -hmm. and it, it's because of her upbringing but she she's she was saying she's very much a witch and mm -hmm. very acadian folklore based and that's just who she is now, at some point i'd like to have her on the podcast but i don't want to talk on her behalf a whole lot plus i actually have no idea what the world she was talking about but i thought it was super exciting i think it's very it cool yeah. very exciting very cool. I, I can remember oh, many, many years ago having a conversation. I think it was after the Gaia, well, the Gaia gathering that was that was here in Halifax, that Maeve was determined that she was going to develop Nova, a Nova Scotia brand of Wicca. And we, and so we, we use, see, this is where some of the um, confusion can come in because we often will use witchcraft and Wicca interchangeably and they're different things wicca is a and type of witchcraft wicca is a yes. type it's a religion that was based up at a certain time whereas witchcraft can be associated with any religion or no religion just a relationship with the natural world but yes so i think Maeve would love a little acadian witchcraft history and you can bring in some germanic roots you Lunenburg girl, you. And uh, it, it is interesting because, you know, I had a, a British grandmother and I knew that on May Day you were supposed to go out and get the dew off the grass and put it on your face mm -hmm. for beauty long before when I was four years old. But she wouldn't, my grandmother would never thought, like, you know, my British grandmother that's not, never that's thought. That's not a witch. No, or the <laughs> jar of uh, sea glass in the window. Mm -hmm. That was automatically done. Just well, things and fairies and all of that but they weren't witches who here has been the shetty can mm -hmm. many years like, ago well yeah you don't want to know how many tea readers are up in shetty camps <laughs> <laughs> with that giant basilica that they have in shetty camp yeah everybody's got that aunt or grandma who's reading tea leaves or turning a deck playing cards or someone's reading bombs oh yeah. we're not witches no we're not witches not at all no we're yeah. not witches just to clarify and uh, one thing that gets that's discussed, but it's not, it's often missed. Not all witches believe in deity. No. 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 And I don't think, I personally have never found that to disqualify them from being pagan. They're still, to me, they, I, I would still classify them as pagan. They may, themselves may not classify them as pagan. I don't know. I'd have to think about that because I think the dictionary definition of pagan is polytheistic earth-based religion. Pretty sure the dictionary definition of pagan is farmer. But you know what I yeah. mean? The more yeah. modern is is a polytheistic earth-based religion, and if they so don't go that, for then deities, I would not be pagan. yeah. Oh yeah, and it's then perfectly okay. It's perfectly okay for them to yeah. choose not to identify. But yeah. I wouldn't. I wouldn't say no to them. Yeah, mm. I see these polytheistic named archetypal deities as archetypes that we have created out of some kind of eternal energy yeah. um, life-giving force or we're very close to may the fourth here and we're all so i struggle with then saying i'm polytheistic because i don't i see them as human creations that have 
in an egregore manner taken on a life of their own so if if that was indeed the uh mm-hmm. the religion the the definition then i would not be pagan but i have identified as pagan since the 80s yeah, so yeah. but mind you people can identify as clouds now apparently and that works too <laughs> i i'm not entirely sure how that would how that goes yeah I, interesting I, I, that's a topic that we might need to reset that's the whole that's a whole different episode. but yeah I, I will i will counter slightly gwen with what you said about the the deity and the being made up and it's not no no counter is not the right word but society does make you know these archetypes up but the interesting thing is to me is that in the year i don't know 500 you could have been sitting in turkey and somebody in modern day chile could be thinking the same thing Oh, yeah. doing the same thing with the same concept. So to, there, there's these unique energies, the that, unique we, energies. that we name and we box off. That's like uh, if other people invest in them in that way that they recognize them as. But just for me, just for me, just I, for I have a heart. Yeah, I'm not telling anybody else. I no, don't no. see the world. No, well, Goodness sakes. As human beings, since the beginning of time, we've had to be able to label and name things. Exactly. We're only comfortable with something if we can name it. And so if that means we are naming these gods and goddesses or these concepts, then they become useful and valuable to us. And uh, you can connect with them. Now, I think maybe I might be the flakier of you, of the two of you, between the two of you here. That was never in question. (laughs) (laughs) I think that... Yes, because there's always gods and goddesses of rain or thunder or rocks or this or that. But I think maybe because it is so, it's chicken or the egg mm-hmm. in a way. Is it, were people doing that before there was speech? Was there a concept before there was regular speech to talk about it? So I think I might even believe that maybe the energies were even there a little bit before they got names put onto them. Well, there's so many gods and goddesses out there yeah. that mm-hmm. exist in different cultures that have just been renamed or reappropriated. Yeah, exactly. Because yeah. you know, exactly. the energy of the ocean is the energy of the ocean is the energy of the ocean, yeah. no matter what you put exactly. on. Exactly. Yeah, so I think the energy is so, so, but Poseidon has a different face than maybe Mananon or, yeah. or something. I, I, um, but in the end, they're both still energy of the ocean. But they're still That's the right. energy yeah, of the ocean. And yeah, so that, there. for me, um, I may culturally cl- connect or whatever with a specific archetype. And within ritual, I'm quite comfortable working the way many pagans are. No matter how many differences we may have in belief, you know, we're not like certain sects of other religions where they keep dividing down, dividing down, and then they're dividing their, their congregations or their or their collections of people into smaller and smaller groups because they can't agree on belief. We're like, you believe this, you believe that, that's okay as long as we get into ritual together. You know, we can all and stand I, around a circle together. So I'm yeah, quite comfortable yeah. doing that. But rather than connecting with Poseidon, I'm going beyond that to connect to the the energy of the ocean because, you know, Poseidon's an asshole. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, you know. But I, I mean, that's the, you know. one of the appeals, I think of a lot of people, again, sweeping generalization, is that we know we don't all have to believe the same things. 
And if you believe something different than me, that doesn't make either one of us wrong or right. Yeah, we're all on the same road. We're just going in different cars. Right, That's exactly. the way I see it. And that, that, that is one thing. I'm going to go back to when Gwen was speaking about the Gaia gathering and I got really wound up by the end of that. And you know, I have a lot I'm of that say written you down your somewhere. Eyes pretty hard yeah. 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 I enjoyed much of the Gaia gathering. It was a lovely mm-hmm. event. I will not go on it that way. Uh, but I, uh, I have some of that still written down. But what it was, and it was, I was never so proud to be from out here in the Maritimes as I was that weekend after that weekend because it was like maybe people are going to bicker amongst themselves because someone's an ass and someone doesn't this or that or whatever but I've never ever heard anyone crap on what anybody else believed I might not like you because you're a jerk but but that's okay you believe what you want religiously where I found some people from other places they were bitching at each other about the I guess the theology of it all it's like what the hell are we Catholics here? What's going on? I was yeah, so there, shocked. There was, there was this one and it, a couple of them going at each other. I'm like, who I, the hell it, cares what each one of you believe? That's uh, happened a few times at APEG. Not as often. Not, not as, not as bad as that. I remember Brian and I were on the um, committee to bring Gaia Gathering here. And Brian was very young and idealistic. <laughs> and he was a real dose of... I'm still young and idealistic. He was a real dose of good medicine to all of us who had been beaten down by the shaded. And um, oh my gosh, the frustration with, we ended up calling, you know, we had code words for the talking head, but you know, these self-appointed people that thought they, and and I'm sure we seem very provincial and stuff from, for the people from the center and the bigger centers and, you know, BC and all of these sorts of things but uh, yeah maybe it's unique to our area I don't believe so I believe paganism is very pluralistic and very welcoming of different from other other religions mm-hmm. they are more so but we have we do have bad experiences don't but we the, with, with <laughs> my sister can- called one of them was he a prize racehorse <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, I'm so sorry that was funny, but no, it was it was was good. So back to <laughs> so I'm gonna butt right in. I started out in the most traditional of BTW. What is BTW? British traditional for? witchcraft, right? Covens. I was in a Gardnerian coven in the beginning. I will say, I mean, they have a very they have a very straight set of procedures and training and rules and things and there's nothing wrong with that i think my my basis of liking things done in a particular fashion with the ceremony and the tools comes from them because that's how i i first learned and so you do you do have your gardenerians which it is an initiatory they have the degrees and all of that it can be really great if that's your th- if, if that's your thing again it's really great and alexandrianism Alexander, you know, whatever, yeah. the the Alexandrian one uh, branched off from there. Yeah, at first he didn't want to admit that, and we're going back to the 60s, and I yeah. think he's dead now, right? So it, it you know, well, I, I, but he didn't want to admit that, but it, it all comes out in the end. Let's just, let's just put it out where it was. He didn't get along with them, and they kind of said, get away from us, so he started doing his own thing. And if that there was, really how if it, it was now, he'd be, uh, 
Instagram influencer or something because he knew how to work the system really well, better than, I think better than they did. He was just that little bit, he played yeah. it. He called himself the king of witches. He and his yeah. wife, who yeah. was Maxine, quite young and beautiful. Maxine, the witch queen, there's a book. Yeah. I do know that with the Gardnerian, they, they do, they can be quite secretive. Mm -hmm. Originally, now that may have changed. This is many, many, gosh, oh gosh, when it was around 90, early 90s. They can be quite secretive, but that sort of changed a lot when all of a sudden there was all kinds of books. And from the later 90s on, I mean, the last 20 years, well, I the books, they still have, I still think they'll agree to concepts or whatever. I still think they keep the intricacies of ritual and stuff private and yeah. fair enough. Fair, that's fine. Fair enough. Fair enough. I, I think there's value. I, I've never been part of it because I'm really bad at joining things. I have skated by the ADF so close, <laughs> haven't I, Brian? I, I get off. I, I love I'm just going to give you a membership. I love like all the local Grove members and everything. And then the thought of joining a group, you know, that I'm not the boss. <laughs> 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 to be honest, well, the great thing gets is, this, we right? need a secretary, so you should be <laughs> the secretary. I could be yeah. the secretary. I'm a good secretary. You are a good secretary. Yeah, I, 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 I am. Do, I do secretary. get that. But so the, the original started with, like, say, the Gardnerians and then the Alexandrians. And though I do remember having his workbook, I'm not super familiar with Buckland. I think he came right. out of that too, well, didn't he? He came sideways at to them. two states and he basically used Garnerian format but instead of using like the god and the goddess as these overarching archetypes he put in Anglo-Saxon type deities okay. and stuff and he twisted it a little bit and shifted it but a lot of whether they want to admit it a lot or not, a lot of groups came out of that, right? And he oh, came yeah. out of the Gardnerian well, tradition, and then he adjusted it, and then he adjusted it mm -hmm. with the with the Anglo-Saxon deities. But then he arrived when he's here. I think this is, you know, Neil Gaiman called it. You know, there are American gods. It's a new land, and mm -hmm. and it, so it has evolved in its own way too yeah. since then. Because even you know. We, we say, oh, you know, our religion's 20,000 years old. Most of what we're doing, most of modern witchcraft came out of the Gardnerian tradition. And Gardnerian, Gar Gardner, pardon me, he rather big board and stole from Golden Dawn, the Masons, and Crowley. And Blavatsky. he, Blavatsky and yeah, little people. Blavatsky, he put it together because we really cannot determine what they were doing. That's There's what really I would not always that say when people came into the store and they wanted to see the book. Where is the big There tomb? isn't we are not there. people of the book. We yeah. we A don't have one of those and B this is a very modern practice. It is it's since the fifties. And Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. 
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. We Since can... LSD was introduced. The witchcraft laws were repealed in 1951. Yeah. And they couldn't put you in jail anymore. So some people who had sort of been doing this quietly and accumulating it, then all of a sudden came out to the yeah. public. And that's when things took off. We I really are slowly came out in the public. I think they very slowly trickled well, out. Well, depending the on where you were, if you were yeah. in England and the New Forest and all of that. Okay, yeah, it didn't come here too soon. Right. But yeah, you know when I've had many people ask about it, and I remember explaining to my mom too that we don't know what they did in ancient times. They don't know how we don't know how they worshipped, but from archaeological digs and information we've found. We can make educated guesses of how different rituals or different rites of passage might have been honored, but mm-hmm. as long as we're willing to adjust as the as new information comes in, because I think when you have a book, you're tied to a specific when you when you you're tied to a specific dogma or something. Mm-hmm. Um, and I and I look back to and this is years old, but it's still a reasonable example. There was a grave of a Viking warrior that it was it was touted, it was taught that it was the Viking warriors, yeah. the quintessential Viking warrior grave. Look at these graves. Look, look at this. Look at this. This shows you what a good Viking warrior looks like. Blah 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 blah. At the same time, they were saying that it was a a culture that was divided. Very, there was men's work and women's work. You know, it was divided along the basis of gender, and um, and that's what we taught because that's what we knew. Because as as people dig up information, they interpret it from the culture they're in. The best, and and even the most um, idealistic or whatever, you still have un- unknown biases. You know, you have your latent biases that you're not aware of. DNA comes around. And they test this to see if they can find where this Viking warrior maybe came from. And they find out this Viking warrior is a she. Yeah. Yeah. That is She's possibly. a she. Yeah. They yeah. have found several of uh, those graves They've now. also found several of those graves that have, well, Viking memorabilia, but the individuals from Africa or the Middle or, East. Uh, exactly, yeah. from other countries, yeah. which... which um, you know, the, so the, was, the secret part of me is very happy about when white supremacists try and use yeah, that culture it doesn't work to, for them anymore. So yeah. instead of there being gender works, there's men's work and women's work. There was big people work and little people work. Or <laughs> rich right. people living and poor people living. Yeah. Or willing to fight and wanting to farm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with that. In the more modern times, you have like the Dianic witches, which is women only covens and they only follow the, the female deity. Kind of, they they have that, and then of course there along comes Scott Cunningham, which just blows the top off everything, which is a wonderful thing. But I find when you were saying I can be a cloud, I'm not that familiar with a lot of the ones that have come up in the last ten years. I won't lie, I don't well, know I, much. I, I know more I about know the traditional a lot ones. Of, um, yeah, you have a very strong 
um, base and traditional. I know a lot of modern classifications that you find in social media now are like green witch, which maybe is based around working with plants, plants that sort herbs, of thing. Yes, yes. Eclectic witch, where you draw from different cultures or different mm -hmm. um, pantheons. Um, now, most of these are just breakdowns of, of the various paths. So yeah. the individual themselves can focus a little bit more on a specific thing. Exactly. Yeah, they narrow their red focus witch, white witch. Yeah. Yeah. Which yeah. is the appeal again. Yeah. I've, I've always seen and noticed from working in the shop is that to know that you can pull your inspiration from different places to create something that works for you. Even selling Scott Cunningham's book. He's got sample rituals in there. Give them a try. If part of it, if it works for you, great. But if there's something in there that's you're not feeling well, start your exploration yeah. and see if you can mm -hmm. come across something mm -hmm. else that so feels like yeah. you. He said that in his book. Yeah. So this is just the basis. Yeah. But that is, and I had, I kind of had this conversation the other night. You know, like I say, I'm very Wiccan based. But there have been many different things. I don't stick strictly to that. If, as you said, something appeals to you, something works for you. It's like, holy cow, I never would have imagined that. Look, this is this, and different cultures or different practices. I'll just, uh, uh, you know, roll it all into one. That is the, wonderf the one wonderful thing I think yeah. I really find today. One of the reasons I personally chose Druidry is because it, it's not necessarily like, I'm not walking on a, in a hallway. I'm walking on a path and I can always step off that path at any time. But by defining my path as Druidry, I can find the resources I'm looking for easier by looking for Druid type <laughs> things. Now, I at, at the same time though, I, I can lean into heathenry and look up that stuff and be interested. I can lean into shamanism and look up that stuff and take those things back along my path. But I know as long as I walk the path of a druid, the information I find is things that are going to interest me. About two years ago, the internet had this weird hate on for any part of like the modern day aspects of paganism. They, they were kind of, they were trying to throw out the read and the 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 rules of three. It's like, oh, those are modern things. They're not ancient and history. And that historic. doesn't matter. It's, it doesn't matter. The, the read is about being a good person. Don't throw out the, the good part of, of yeah, I, and and yeah, just because Gardner didn't actually write it this or didn't write about the rule of three in this way or whatever, it doesn't matter. Yeah. yeah, it's good to know your history. It's good to know the factual basis of things, but in real lived experience, to have this idea that if I do shit, shit comes back. It doesn't matter. It's, it's no. in every religion. Well, right. I mean, you, the, the whole no lying, cheating, stealing, coveting, killing is every single religion and secular law. Yes. What's right is right and what's wrong is wrong. Right. You know, I mean, there are shades of gray, There's but lying, che lying, cheating, stealing, coveting, and killing, those are the, you know, you, you don't want to do even, that. even I would say some of that's a little gray. Like for me, dealing's okay if, if it's required. So if it, if it equates to your survival, I have it equates this to the survival of your story. family. My sister-in-law, my brother's wife is from Uruguay and she's been in this country for at least 10 years now. And she and my brother love to go for drives and he shows her all of Canada. And um, they're driving and she's like, what's that? And he said, oh, it's a wayside library. And she's like, what are you talking about? 
And so he explains that people build these at the end of their driveway or whatever, and they put in books that they've read and they don't need any more. And it's like, take a book. And if you want to leave a book, you're welcome to leave a book, but it's for people to read and to share. And, and she goes, yeah, that wouldn't work in my country. And he's like, what do you mean? She's like, well, they'd steal it. And he's like, it doesn't matter yeah. because it's free. Because it's free. And she's like, no, they'd steal it. They'd steal the books. They'd steal the box. They'd steal the post. <laughs> they'd dig up the cement. <laughs> so we were killing ourselves laughing. But you know what? The rules are different in Uruguay. Yeah. If you're hungry during COVID, they were yeah. dying and laying in the streets yes. because there was nobody there. So like personally, yeah, is I it, don't care. I forget which country it is that if you steal just, if you steal like a piece of fruit or bread or this, well then you obviously are starving. So it's okay, you stole it. I do get that. Yeah, but like, that, yeah, yeah, one of my rules is if you see someone stealing at the grocery store, you, you didn't, didn't see anything. You didn't see anything. Yeah. Keep your mouth shut and move on. Or food, food and, and, and all be that. very at the same time be very grateful that I do not have to do that to exactly. Myself. Yeah, I'm not saying go wrong, okay? No, I'm just saying, yeah. like, I'm but I witness that yeah, yeah. I allow that to be, and I think to myself, this is a reminder that I that when I go to the cash register, I can pay for my groceries. But in all honesty, Nova Scotia Power today posted their profit levels. There, go steal from them, yeah, go steal from them all day long. 100% support that. I, I, Break into that guy's house and take a shit. <laughs> Nova Scotia Power. They're He's all, joking. It, it's, it's no, terrorists. no, I'm not. <laughs> I don't want to be it's terror. Terror. It, it's, it's, We're not going to get sponsored the, by Nova the Scotia Power. <laughs> no. And, and the the, the Nova Scotia Water Commission's right behind them. Oh, I know. And the, uh, and, and the, the gas, the gas. Everything. Oh, horrendous. I, I am tired of hearing oil prices are going up and up and up. And I am tired, like you hear, well, it's the taxes. The taxes are a flat rate in Canada. The taxes have not changed. No. And the price you know what's per changed? barrel. Profit levels. For I these was going to say the price per yeah. barrel is up. But it is not up commensurate with the price we are paying at the pump. Yeah. They are capitalizing on uncertainty and and global whatever and what so, they think they can so get away with. So when we're talking with. about pagan ethics, all of that is disgusting yes. to yes. me as a pagan. Because I, I imagine that their profit margins went quite down in COVID. People were driving anywhere. Or sat or whatever. They're just jacking it up. Right? Everyone sat home. They're yeah, jacking they're it up to make, make their money back. Oh, so gross. See, that that to me is disgusting as a it pagan. Is, it is oh, so well, disgusting to everybody in general. For always, again, we agree that community is important. Yeah. And I don't want to do well at the expense of others. So no. these, these executives of specific businesses, now I understand, for instance, right now, over COVID more than ever, uh, markets have have gotten smaller, so people like Amazon and stuff. So things have concentrated into small, large, into small groups of very large suppliers, say right. businesses yeah. or whatever. And trying to get rid of those monopolies, it's hard. It's it's hard to take it away once it's right. happened. And we need we need the the monopoly that Nova Scotia Power has and all of that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, now Nova Scotia had um, MT and T forever and ever and ever and ever. Time Telegraph, Telephone and Telegraph is what it was called. And when I was a you young person, and even in my early, you know, off in the university and all that, using a long distance phone call was horrendous yeah. because yeah. they had a total monopoly. Now 
for 20 bucks a month on your landline. You can call anywhere in Canada as yeah. much as you want. So like, it's as funny as because want. dealing with customers <laughs> placing phone orders, you know, I've had people call and want to place an order. I'm like, I'm really busy. I have a line up the, the tail. Can I take your name and number and I'll give you a call back? Well, it's long distance. It's like, we're not like in the 70s it's when it was yeah. Sunday after seven o'clock was the cheapest. <laughs> And you would have your list of everything you wanted to talk about by the phone so you didn't forget yeah, anything. because it was 26 minutes. And your father minutes. still said, hang the yes. phone. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, oh, okay. Let's ready. try to pull the mystery <laughs> machine here back on the highway. Get back to your well, witchcraft. We, well, we were talking about blasphemy. Yeah, so they so did yeah, witchcraft. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, again, as I said, I'm not familiar with you can be a cloud. And I know... <laughs> Okay, and for me, and maybe someone in the future can explain it to me, because I'm going to say this, and I'm not criticizing in the slightest. I'm saying I don't quite understand it, because no one's ever really explained it to me. I suppose people have started to split up witchcraft and deity worship in some in some incidences. They don't put them together, because if you're doing witchcraft, how can you do that? Are you just using elemental energy? Oh, no, no, there's lots of witches. I was going to say, I, I primarily don't, never have prior to social media. Uh, like in my personal practice, I'm connecting with the other, the energy of the land as opposed okay, to deity okay. in my own private okay. practice. Okay, I you're, that. you're an animist. I'm an animist. Well, yeah. I'm, I, I get it. Okay, no, no, I understand that absolutely. I think I'm, I'm, think I'm interpreting it wrong, the statement wrong. Because that absolutely, because I'm very animate, you know, very animistic, obviously. So, so, so instead of, ha uh, you could possibly uh, create a circle or not, but perform an action of some sort, but want to connect with the energy of the, the energy of the the energy of the plants and, and oh, the energy okay, of the okay, stones okay. and say connect with that spirit and say I know that you are you know it's it's this specific okay, plant okay, and I okay. I understand that you are this and that will you help me with this okay I, I I was misunderstanding and that I absolutely get yeah talking absolutely. about people who maybe just want to do magic and witchcraft for the sake of doing magic and witchcraft i need that yeah. love spell yeah <laughs> I, yeah and it it doesn't it it is outside of their connection to deity yeah okay yes i understand now uh, and you know what i do do that as well a lot of the time if i'm doing magic you're connecting yeah. to the energy to the crystals to, to the, the crystal to the itself. earth okay yes to yes the earth. i guess i was misunderstanding and i know that i can go a long time and not perform any type of magic Mm -hmm. But I'm, but I suppose that I'm very into my deity connection. Yes, separately. Yeah. Too. Yeah. Okay. So back to the modern aspect, though. In one of the great things about paganism and witchcraft in general is, yeah, anyone can identify as a cloud. Anybody can be anything they kind of want to be. Nothing is telling anybody what path they need to follow, what which what deity they need to follow. That's kind of the great thing is everybody can sort of do their own thing and still be comfortable and feel safe mm -hmm. within our community. The, the great thing I, I personally have tried to make strides for is that everyone in our community is as welcome mm -hmm. as, as we Absolutely. can make And that obviously, that for me as a Druid, that's one of my main virtues is mm -hmm. hospitality, mm -hmm. is making everybody feel as comfortable and safe as possible. So that be it any person of any sex, 
any gender, any race, everything, anything, no matter what you are, no matter what you identify, uh, no matter what path you may follow, be it you are a witchcraft of the bottle. Or be witchcraft. We are witchcraft. Yeah, we are witchcraft today. <laughs> or witchcraft of the fairies, or witchcrafts who focus on hexing the moon. Doesn't matter to me. You're you're welcome in my community. Don't understand how you hex the no, moon. No one has explained that to me. I, I will send you the podcast on about hex that. the moon. Yeah, and yeah. no fairies. And no fairies. Yeah, <laughs> they hex the fairies. That's what they did. Oh, did you not know that? They hex. Uh, oh my god. They had a fact they hex the fairies and the moon, and it was a whole thing. Natural did they, consequences. Did they have a different meaning for the word hex? I don't know. You must you send me the episode. I'll send you, I'll send you the episode. Isn't yeah. that interesting? Oh, and, and, and the, um, before the episode was started, we were talking about Gardner. And I, I said there was a really good episode. I, I made a mistake. It's not about Gardner. It's about Crowley. I'm going to send oh, it to you guys. And you guys need to listen to it. It's yeah. hilarious. <laughs> At one point, he takes over like a school of magicians. And the police come and say, you have to go. And he just has to go. <laughs> <laughs> He's a really interesting dude, and I I really have to talk about him more than I'd like to, because he's a real um, object of interest in, within the prison system. You yeah. know, if anybody gets we into could, the we could do a whole episode, and, on him. and you know, he is a very interesting guy. But I always say, learn from his experience. He is not a role model. No, <laughs> he is a well, life that's, lesson. That's a yes. That's... Learn from his arrogance. That's one of, that's, I think that's one thing pagans have learned more than anything, is that a lot of the forefathers, you learn from their experiences, not from who they were, because a lot of them weren't great people. We, we, yeah, we don't have heroes in that way. No, we no, don't not have at all. heroes. We're, um, and we, we're we critical enough thinking yes. that we can recognize the faults of our forefathers. Mm-hmm. Or as opposed to some other spiritual paths who still like 100% revere the people who have created their religions yes to their own detriment absolutely absolutely the only real exception is coming Yes. <laughs> now we're gonna get a message like Cunningham was a monster. Yeah. I, I, I don't, you know what? I don't know what his personal life no, is like. And I'm perfectly his, okay not yeah, knowing. Yes. I know what his books were like, and I know what they did for me, and what he contributed, and, and to what he contributed, and whole, what many yeah. other people. And Gardner, like him or love him, was he a creepy old man with a bunch of young girls running around naked? Was he a soul, whatever kind of yeah. perv guy? I will give him his due in that he did sort of bring it out into the public yeah, and helped to spread it, you know, to help to spread it around and make it more known to people. Right. I'll give him his due there. Okay. I mean, we can argue forever about what kind of person he was, good, bad, or ugly. Oh, we don't have to argue. We can just say yeah, whatever. whatever. He, he did he this. I didn't, I, I have no personal investment in his. Yeah. Yeah. In, yeah. In whatever. Yeah. We apologize for not actually accomplishing anything. Well, we did. I think we accomplished had a great conversation. Bit. We oh, yeah, did. Yeah. And I think that one of the best ways, when you think about the different types of witchcraft, there's a lot of times people are looking for what appeals to me. What, you know, what am I? And a lot, sometimes people want to, to practice uh, one that is uh, uh, based on their genetics. Yep. You know, am I a Celt through and through? Am I Germanic through and through? Am I this or that? Some people like that. Some people will go beg, borrow, or steal, like myself. Don't be afraid to look around. Yeah. Don't be afraid to try different try, books, try lots different of open things. 
open uh, rituals, open groups. groups. Go see what suits you and then approach and find yeah. out. And uh, as, as Marco worked in a local witchy shop, that's your best. Yeah. Yep. Explore. And don't feel that the only definition of a covenant is 13 people. Oh, goodness. Oh, no. good. No. The number of times people are like, we can't have a coven because we don't. And it's like, you don't want people in your coven that you're not comfortable working with just to create the coven. And don't stunt yourself and prevent yourself from the work and growth and exploration that is out there for you just because there's only three or five or 10 of you. Yeah, one of the best working groups I ever belonged to just had seven. Yeah. And it was wonderful, you know? Best working group I've ever participated in. I think we're up to 22 people. Right. Four to eight of them are children. And they're just pure <laughs> goblins, chaos. goblins of chaos. But yes, <laughs> it's great. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, that's very good. Well, look, well, thank you very much, everybody, for tuning in. We're really, really, really grateful and appreciative that you listen to us. We're, it, the whole thing always just astonishes me, as I say all the time, that anyone is listening, and we, we, really, we really appreciate it. Three Witches and a Druid Podcast would like to take a moment to thank our amazing Patreon supporters. Today, we shout out to Danny, Tania, Sarah, Lore, Kay, Linda, Jennifer, Highland Horde, and Larry. Without your generous support and contributions, we couldn't bring you this magical content. And we thank you for listening. So until next time, everybody, merry meet, merry part, and merry meet again. Blessed be. This has been Three Witches and a Druid Podcast. Thanks for listening. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com.